1: Now it's his turn to help me conquer my phobia of scary movies over one spooky night in the FBI studios, one Wikipedia synopsis at a time. This is Spooko. This is a podcast about me being scared of horror films. Shag reads the Wikipedia synopsis. It's the best podcast you listen to. Congratulations on finding it if you only recently joined us. You are welcome um uh, i avoid horror films um for a reason that shag has put a name to that i didn't used to have a name to so i'm grateful to him for that because they might damage my psyche right and so shag's shag would watch 98 to 99 percent of all horror films save for the one percent that might damage his psyche and i've got a bit of bad news from our household during the week is that i've seen a tiktok that has now damaged my psyche which is disappointing um Shag, you could have red flagged this. You'd, in fact, be the perfect person to have censored this for me and uh, diverted me away from it. It's a TikTok from The Rock, right? And he's responding to a question where, and I don't know why my FYP served this to me, but said, like, Peach, you need to hear this. And it's The Rock who's answering a question of, like, The Rock, how do you have the motivation to go to the gym at like half past midnight or wake up at 3 30 a.m. to go to the gym? And he's like, Yeah, yeah, good question, good question. Look, Um, I've got an internal dialogue and basically I say to myself oh yeah you think you're a bad motherfucker yeah you think you're a rich guy who like supports people who people look up to yeah yeah no just no one will find out if you don't go to the gym don't worry about it you can still be like a famous person you can still no one's gonna find out and so the rock says this to himself to get himself moving. <laughs> and the reason it's damaged by psyche is because now I'm like, yeah, yeah, Peach, toughest lawyer out. Yeah, yeah, great. Awesome. Yeah, go to sleep. Yeah, no, just go straight to sleep. That'll be fun. You don't have to read some more cases. You don't have to do any more work. No one's gonna find out if you haven't if you're not up to date with the latest developments.
0: Peach, this is insane because mm. there there are a lot of themes in Spooko that aren't necessarily horror movie related. One mm. of which is our distrust of social media trends. A big one is mm. hustle influencer culture on LinkedIn. 100%. And Peach, you've become, everything, I've been something. you've become everything hustle influencers say you have to be. I
1: start my day with iced water and a slice of lemon or whatever <laughs> to get my electrolytes going or whatever stupid shit.
0: Peach, so so it didn't damage your psyche. Oh no, it has because the rock is now in your head yeah. being you. So, the Rock is effectively playing you in your yep. head every yep. time you want to do something that could even be remotely considered self-care. I love to you, self-care is allowing yourself to go to sleep. I love like that is somehow weak. You have somehow... Like, oh,
1: man, I'm pretty tired. It's like, oh, yeah, pretty tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. But look, so that that damage has happened to our house. I might just have to quickly pour one out for DJ Dog. There's a heaps normal um, and I probably am not really in a position to address this in a serious way. So we'll just say uh, Clarence R.I.P., great dog, great DJ. And of course, with the death of an OG of battle DJ culture, I think this is probably the final nail in the coffin. And I say we're unlikely to see battle DJing in future with uh, Clarence's passing. So we'll pull one out for him.
0: Honestly, one of my fave dogs. I don't even like Greyhounds, but I loved Clarence. My view as well. All right, we'll move on. We'll move on.
1: I've been looking forward to this for a long time because I was like, oh, this is the only chance I've got to like nut out issues with the charcuterie script, right? So I've got a to-do list here that I need to work through with you, okay? But
0: now I'm worried that I'm feeding in to your hustle-like mentality (laughs) by helping you use this podcast as a way to tick off things on your to-do list. I'm worried... That this should be a moment of self-care for you, but you're now using it as a way to keep hustling.
1: Shag, like all I need to do is just distract myself from what I actually need. That's the healthy approach. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right, tell me, tell me. What's going on um, with charcuterie? Let's build okay, on this.
1: So I've really tried to nut it out. Like, and, and, and just, just to give you a real honest response is, I feel like all my thoughts are going to be enough to put an architecture in place, but we're going to need an actual shag to execute off. Like, all right, well done for the ideas and setting up the execution and setting up the architecture. I now need to put pen to paper and figure out what Blogsy says to Smithy in scene one in order to communicate it's a bougie farm stay or, or, or whatever. So, yeah. all of this is quite conceptual stuff. So, logistics I really needed to dive into. I think the first problem we had to solve was no mobile phones, right? How do we set a movie in a contemporary way where we solve mobile phones? And I say we engage with mobile phones two ways. Firstly, Cassandra, Cass. Um, she's built her organic farming uh, food business and her bougie farm stay on Instagram or the made-up Instagram equivalent or TikTok equivalent or whatever. But the way that rich people come to the farm stay is it's a bit of a nod and a wink, a bit of a tap on the nose. You've got to be in in the in crowd. And you're just collected from your house in a dusty, rickety old Land Rover by Blogsy, you know, who's Cass's farm manager, who says, all right, you know, all right, guys, you know the deal. Phones go into the leather bag in your them. We're going to have six days getting back to basics.
0: And you know what? I like that because it's a more on theme device than just being like, oh, there's no reception. Bummer. I think so,
1: because then you have people surrendering their phones, because yeah. what I have is that it's going to be extremely exclusive, and so we have very rich people from Vaucluse who are paying $40,000 for a six-week Back to Basics farm stay, and so they're like, yeah, of course we'll surrender our phones, that's exactly what getting Back to Basics is all about, so hopefully that solves the mobile phone Issue.
0: What's also really cool is Mm. the fact that that sets us up for a scene where someone knows something isn't quite right, is like, fuck, I need my phone, goes to find their phone, and on the journey to finding their phone, reveals some more details to both themselves and the audience about shit that's going down.
1: Yes, yes, and we have a little bit of hope of like, can I get to the leather satchel containing the phones? Oh, shit, this isn't my phone. Face recognition, it's not working, Mm. Uh, you, you know, a little sort of frustrated hope little moment on that.
0: Cool. Love it. Love it.
1: I think that we start our movie as late as possible. So I think saying like having her having having Cass be like, Hmm, I wonder about cannibalism. Oh, I wonder how that might happen is really boring. And we shouldn't do that. We should have her more or less at the height of her powers. Oh yeah. And so her actual backstory is organic farmer who then started doing pest animals as part of her charcuterie, who then started doing roadkill as part of her charcuterie, then had like an accidental human death or maybe the death of her parents and turned that into charcuterie.
0: Yeah, but Peach, I agree. We don't see any of this till film four, charcuterie, the first course. No, 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 charcuterie, (laughs) amuse-bouche. Amuse-bouche. Charcuterie, (laughs) amuse-bouche is the fourth film in the series and there's none of the original stars... The effects are pretty bad by this point. It's even gorier. Like, it's hyper gory by this stage. Like, to the point where it's almost unwatchable to most of the horror audience. Peach, like... Love this long-term thinking. Yep. Like charcuterie is going to happen, and if you're confused about what we're talking about, listen to the last few episodes. Yep. Uh, Peach has uh, effectively reignited the passion in Spooko Studios, our original scripts arm of this podcast. We With... get the
1: finances on the line because I got more right now. <laughs> All right. right? Like, give there, me this like, fire. There are more things we need to work. Give through, me this right?
0: fire. Okay. In fact, give me one more because I got a couple of things to talk about before we do okay. today's film.
1: Um. Can I give you three? Because I, like, <laughs> I need to dump these out. I'm going to lose this piece of paper. Right. I can never find anything in this okay, office. Okay, cool, right? cool. Quick, so quick, quick. Quick, Cass', Cass Cass's whole goal is that she wants to get to a point where cannibalism is usual. And so she's identified two little niches in the market. Firstly, um, you can't sell human meat. And so she has to either give it as a gift. And so if you're a rich person mm. from Fort Clues who pays 40 grand, you go, welcome to the Cass Club. We're going to deliver you some charcuterie. Once a month as our thank you gift. We can't sell it. I'm sorry. But now that you come as our experience, you'll get our thank you gift.
0: Every script writer should have a lawyer in the room while they're doing every moment of it. Fuck, I love that workaround. Cool. That's number one. The
1: other one is that Cass delivers um, charcuterie to restaurants. And then it's like, hey, guys, for your staff meal, I just chucked in a few freebies. These are the special ones. And so at two ends of the market, like up and coming chefs and rich people are going to gradually... You know, Cass is trying to get them gradually acclimatised, to eating roadkill. Sorry, not going to tell you what's in there. That's just a bonus for you guys. And so that's her approach, that eventually she'll generate a bit of a buzz in the mystery sausages, and she she, she hopes to, you know, wacko one day do it. The point of view of the film, I think, is a lover, and I think we can say it's a lover who's seduced, becomes disillusioned, and is then force-fed. And I think that's, like, a really, like, interesting triple threat of, like, we have... Someone come to the farm, be like, oh, wow, this is amazing. We have someone be like, oh, hang on, this is what you're really doing. And then the heartbreak in the end is having like a tube shoved down her throat to like fatten up her liver or whatever it is.
0: Okay, so I think it's really important. You're right. I think it should end with someone finding it out and then being a victim I think that's a nice spooky torturous horror ending I think we need to end it in the way where it's like I think the torture has to be so full on that we can't fully empathize with Cass ever like we can never be like Cass rules but it has to be problematic in the way where it's like I kind of see where she's coming from
1: 100%
0: my only question here is Mm -hmm. Is And this is a really important part of the film.
1: If it's about getting finance, I
0: really don't know how to do that. <laughs> so <I guess. laughs> no, so so all cultural movements start from marginalised and lower classes. It's like every TikTok mm. trend, every, every popular word, every musical trend, nothing starts from the top down. It always comes from the bottom up. So yeah. if you want something to catch on, it kind of can't come top down.
1: <sighs> yeah, I have not solved that
0: and that's really difficult. So so that's a question we have to solve. Anyway, mm. all right. Let's move on. Oh my god, Charcuterie is actually quickly becoming my favorite upcoming horror release. <laughs> Christmas 2023. I
1: think we're shifting it forward a week.
0: <laughs> I think we're shifting it forward
1: to 10 December 2023 so that people can watch it, you know, like no one's going to come first week. I've decided it's going to be like kill list, so I've set our par. Par is 440 grand at the box office, inflation adjusted. Okay, and for cool. us, for, for us to be proud of it and 440 grand inflation adjusted. That's the goal.
0: I, I love the toughness you bring to the world Peach. You know, one of the things that we've talked about in a very early episode of Spooko. In fact, it's been really good going back to the memories is you know, how good you are at standing up to scary teenagers, especially <laughs> on the train. Like, it's it's something I've seen in real life. It's unbelievable. But you know what? Since becoming a father, because, you know, this podcast has been going for a while, and in mm. the course of this podcast, I have become a father to Golden Child. I've realized mm. that I think all parents have this superpower because for the first time recently, yes. there were some, like, super scary teenagers in our neighborhood. And, like, pre having golden child around i would have been like oh i better like not like make eye contact or i better like whatever right whereas now i almost have these like hyper awful grindhouse fantasies of them like trying to do something to golden child and being like (laughs) you what like and just getting up and like getting the nearest available weapon and just destroying them it's really it's really weird right like but i guess my point is it's like I have gone so far beyond being scared of them to the point where I'm now almost like... Like, confront- like there's two things. On the one, yeah. like, now I recognise, oh, wow, they're just kids. And, yeah. like, part of me is, like, as a parent, I'm like, oh, I get it. you are just being kids. But at the same yep. time, I'm also like... If anybody now wants to fuck with me, I have so much more to live with. I will destroy... It's like Adam Sandler in Punch Drunk Love. It's like, I have love in my heart and I will destroy you if you ever try to get in the way of this perfect family <laughs> that, you know, is now my life.
1: Stay. I've got to but- check on my perfect family. Hang on, I think that's crying. <laughs> <laughs> Ay- that was someone else's children crying. Who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> <Fuck them. laughs> we're back. All right,
0: all right. With that in mind, today's film, the main protagonists are hmm. scary yes. teenagers. But Are we doing Lost Boys? We aren't doing Lost Par Boys. For me, for the no. main be That would not be a particularly spooky film. No, we're doing no. a film that is uh, described as a dystopian action horror film. It contains both Ethan Hawke. And Cersei from Game of Thrones. Okay. It's, it's, it's a cult film that, like Charcuterie, has since spawned, I think, at least four sequels, maybe more. I think there's a TV show attached to it as well. Have I heard of this? Have I never heard of this? On the back of a $3 million budget, it made $89 million in 2013. Today is a film I've wanted to do for a while. I'm so happy that we're finally doing it. Peach, today, yeah. I'm going to introduce you to The Purge.
1: This is your emergency broadcast system Announcing the commencement of the annual purge At the Siren, all emergency services will be suspended for 12 hours Your government thanks you for your participation Tonight allows people a release For all the hatred and violence if they keep up inside them
0: Why don't you guys kill someone
1: tonight? because we don't feel the need to, Johnny. Just remember all the good the Purge does. We'll be fine, just like always, no worries, okay? Help me! Someone, please, help me! I just need to get someone safe. Why did you let him in our home?
0: We have no idea who's after him. Our target for this year's Purge is hiding in your home. You have one hour to find him and give him to us, or we'll kill all of you.
1: They can't get in here, right? They can't get into our home. Everything is going to be okay. Nothing is ever going to be okay again. I wonder whether the fundamental conceit, there's a, there's a misstep. You know, like, I don't I don't have violence in my heart, you know, is like, is the thing, and I'm not like, oh, if only I could kill a few people, then I'd be completely far. I just don't... I just can't quite get there. Shay, do you have that in you?
0: Obviously, there's... There's a lot of points this film's trying to make, as you'll discover when we go through the synopsis. But yeah. yes, to anyone who like to anyone who's never quite realized what the actual premise of the purge is, the idea yeah. is that in the future, to make somehow make society safer, for twelve hours every year, they hold an event called The Purge, where all crimes become legal for twelve hours, which to Peach's point, that's the other thing that I thought, where it's like if everything became legal, I wouldn't suddenly be like, oh, I'm going to commit so much yeah, murder. the thing stopping you from murdering people isn't like, oh, fucking, fucking crime a <laughs> crime. Like, it's because it's the wrong thing to do. But also, Pete, look, I think there's so many questions here. If The Purge existed... Yes. How would, what would you be advising your clients to be doing within that 12 hours? Wait, wait till the purge. Just be like, no, hold up, hold on,
1: hold, off, hold, off, hold off. <laughs> But you see, for me, I'm like, look, emergency services are down, but are things like ASIC and the share registry down? So can my clients fraudulently, you know, change the ownership of uh, their fellow shareholders' share? Like, they're the sort of things I'd be interested oh in. Oh my God, that is perch.
0: what you do. There'd be some dispute once the purge is over. It's like, oh, it's not in my name anymore. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what do you get? Can't sue me. There's nothing there.
1: But like, what, I just can't imagine what what is purged apart from the poor dead people.
0: That is kind of the point it's trying to make. It's trying to say, if this happened, the only people who would suffer would be the unprivileged.
1: I think it's a... Isn't there a degree of social Darwinism to to this? And isn't it just about finding the most vulnerable people in your society and closing your mind and your heart to them?
0: Well, the idea is, yeah. So, so what this, film, what this awesome. film series eventually goes on to say, like very clunkily, but still goes on to say, mm. is that basically any sort of directive or law or thing, you know, like which The Purge is a very extreme version of, that's mm. supposed to benefit everyone equally actually only mm. ever benefits the privilege mm. because nothing exists in a vacuum. 100%. And so it, it's kind of actually an interesting film for that point. And it's quite a good film. I really enjoy it as a genre piece. And I think the, the bad guys being a group of scary teenagers wearing masks who all seem to be sociopaths and are all rich kids who, once the purge happens, use it to just kill People,
1: but I just can't imagine being excited of like shag you and me and a group of a few other people. We're gonna go. I'd
0: be like, no, nah, like I'm not doing that. But also, but also, not only that, it's like okay, Peach, get your scariest mask, <laughs> get your biggest blade, and let's go skipping down streets in a scary way and just like they shot don't people skip.
1: up. Do they skip? Shag? There's
0: there's one character who wears, she wears a scary mask, but she also has two machetes and she like skips around the house with her machetes to be like...
1: Like a Harley Quinn sort of vibe.
0: Yeah, like, la, la, la. la." Like, it's, Mm. which is, again, I I think the problem is, as a scary moment in a film, super Mm. scary. Gotcha. Yep, Yep, not enjoying that. As an actual motive that someone would want to do in this society doesn't really hold up.
1: Though I do think it passes very, very... Um, effectively your great test of, like, a good horror film, you should be able to summarise it in a sentence. of yeah. Like, like I, think, I think it passes that with flying colours. Mm. And so it's like, hey, there's this concept, you can watch a film about it. So, yeah, look, I'm not excited to watch it. I can't empathise with it, but, like, let's see. Let's see how it unfolds.
0: Well, look, it's got a lot going for it. Like I said, $3 million budget, $89 million yeah. take, which is great. Many sequels, so obviously the idea is something everybody gets into. 85 minutes long, like, yes. bravo.
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: I'm actually going back to being like, 90 minutes is too long. 85 or under. <laughs> 80 minutes is the sweet spot. Give me an 80-minute 80 80 movie. Oh. Oof.
1: I don't know many 80-minute movies.
0: <laughs> watch more horror films. and Especially watch more <laughs> indie horror films. Anyway, okay, all right, all right in the year 2014 keep in mind this is two years pre-Trump getting elected like yeah, what a weird time of the world like the idea of a pandemic shutting down the world
1: but this is uh, this is four four years deep of the Republicans controlling the Senate mm-hmm. so like I feel like we were deep in Obama disillusionment of like oh okay we picked the fucking best guy like the the best person possible <laughs> To guide us out of this, and he's had his hands almost immediately tied behind his back. Like, oh fuck! Like, what are we marching into? Yeah, twenty fourteen. All right. So, do they solve the smartphone problem? Sorry, I should (laughs) just ask at the outset. I presume they don't.
0: Like, yeah, they they actually kind of do because I guess the point is, it's like who's going to come and help you? Who are you going to call? Yeah. So, a totalitarian political party called the New Founding Fathers of America, who are seen as sort of like very much mixing church and state. it's very okay. much a patriotic Christian party. Yeah. Okay. Uh, voted into office following an economic collapse and passed a law sanctioning the purge, an annual event wherein all crime is legal and emergency services are suspended temporarily. By 2022, the United States is said to have become virtually crime-free with legal unemployment rates having dropped to 1%, with the implication being basically the the lowest rung of society, the people who haven't been able to find work, the people who are living rough, all of those are, are mm. usually the victims of the purge.
1: I don't want to betray the um, capitalist in the sheets side of me too deeply, but an unemployment rate of less than about 3 3.5% three is not an effective functioning economy.
0: But, well, now, why is that?
1: Uh, you want a degree of uh, mobility in your labour force if you were to run effective enterprises. Uh, so you want there to be... Uh, applicants for new jobs, filling new roles, and you want there to be confidence in business to let people go.
0: So so here's the thing. Like, what Spooker Studios is realising, in your writer's room, don't just stack it with writers. Like, yes, it's called a writer's room. You need a lawyer in there from the beginning, and you need an economist. <laughs> like, I, I'm like, you, yeah, I'm you like... do, because otherwise, any of this, like, I'm sure a lot of... You know, who's that economist who we've been following who was basically saying that the moment the haves and the have-nots... strike Piketty? Yeah.
1: Piketty? Piketty? Put
0: him in the audience for this film. He's going to yeah. see right through it. He's going to be like, you idiots. What have you done? <laughs> Bloody you do. idiots.
1: The, the new founding fathers wouldn't have a policy like this. The point but, like, also, just to dunk on everyone, like, I feel like charcuterie will save ourselves from this. Like, I feel yeah. like 2023 may be too ambitious more I think about it because we're going to need to put this thing through the ringer and really uh, really come out with a, a gold nugget if that mixed metaphor
0: works So James Sandon returns to his home in an affluent Los Angeles gated community think sort of like Ugh. Calabasas where like Kanye and Drake used to live like next door to each other sort of almost like that sort of deserty vibe where all they're all really big houses there's mountains in the distance there's armed guards around Dude. now they've decided to wait out the purge, so it's James and his wife Mary and their children Zoe and Charlie. The family is assured the secu- the security system manufactured by James's company. So James is a salesman for a security company who are having like record profits in the last sort of in, decade like, because anti, of anti
1: anti purge security measures. Basically, yeah. Basically yeah. yeah, it's like yeah. an
0: entirely new industry. Yeah. The family is assured the security system that James's company has made will keep them safe while Zoe meets her boyfriend Henry.
1: Fuck, that'd be tough times, stressful times, waiting for your purge technician like a week before. If you're like, oh my hey guys,
0: not sure if my purge
1: doors are working. If you could just come by, send a technician by. They're like, oh, they're pretty busy. After the purge, we should be able to send <laughs> people. We've got heaps of appointments <laughs> after the purge.
0: <laughs> All right, so as the purge begins, James mm. enables the security system and the family disperses to go about their normal routines. Now, keep in mind, there's a couple of chats that happened before this in that apparent like Zoe and her boyfriend might not like might not have the approval of the dad number 1 so there's a bit of tension there there's also a, like a little bit of weird tension in the fact that James's wife Mary has a chat with some of the other people in the neighborhood and it feels like it seems like James has sold this security equipment to basically everyone in the community oh
1: yeah okay yeah all right and so we're sort of on edge yep.
0: yeah so straight away we're like things are going to go down and keep in mind, most of this film just happens in a house. Small budget. Most of the budget probably went to Ethan Hawke and Cersei. So it's, it's very much. This, the Purge could be a play, really. And I feel
1: fun. like I've shot, I've shot my shot at genuine criticism. Like, I feel like the balance of it, I'm like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, I feel like it's re- reasonably well, well constructed. You feel like you're surrounded by people, but none of them will help you. Like, I think it's quite yeah. a nice yeah. um, suburban critique.
0: Yeah, look, the legal theory and economic theory suck, like, one Mm. out of ten, but the filmmaking here is quite good. Yep, except that. So, as I said before, the purge begins, James enables the security system, and the family disperses to go about their normal routines. So, I think James and Mary, like, want to watch... So, people... So, apparently, if you're rich, you, like, sit in your house with your security system on and just watch TV because all the, like, news crews go out and they have, like, live purge feeds all around. And you start seeing, like people getting, like, beaten up and, like, drive-bys happening. And, again, to your point, it does make a good point where it's, like, apart from all the rich people who are going to go around wanting to, like, hunt poor people, it's, like, surely there'd be heaps of other crime things happen. Heaps of white-collar crime. it. But also, of it.
1: rich people don't want to sit around watching poor people get murdered. They want to sit around pretending that everyone's rich and everything's okay. <laughs> that's like, true. Like, that's, that's what rich people want.
0: Yeah, you don't want to be reminded of your privilege. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's yeah, like, well,
1: no, 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 no. Well, I'm, I'm fine. I'm just a normal, normal everyday
0: person. Hugely good point. Hugely yeah. good point. All right, okay. So, remember, Zoe is the daughter. She returns to her room to mm. find Henry, her boyfriend, had snuck in before the security system Ooh, la, la. was engaged. But as they're about to hook up, Henry stops and he's like, I can't do this. She's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I need to confront your dad about the relationship. And now's the perfect time because we're stuck in this house, which is weird, like strange move. The implication is he's heaps older than her.
1: Ah, yeah, okay. I need man to man. I need to talk to your dad. It is that. Old man to old man. I need to talk to your dad.
0: Meanwhile, Charlie who is the kid. Now there's, there's a device in this where Charlie's created a spooky remote control car with a camera. So it's a remote control car with a scorched baby on the top with a camera in its eyes that he just controls around and, you know, is, it's sort of watching the purge unfold through the eyes of this remote control car that goes around and sees the <clears throat> TVs and stuff. Anyway, so he watches the security monitors and sees a wounded man calling for help. So he temporarily disables the system to allow the man inside but James races to re-engage the system and holds the man at gunpoint.
1: So you'd be pretty irritated as the parents, like you'd be like, "It's the Purge. Like <laughs> you, you might see some intense stuff. <laughs> do not open the fucking thing." <laughs>
0: but and, and that is a thing where it's like, what what I really like about this film is that the parents do have the talk with their kids, where it's like, "Look, it's the Purge. I know it feels weird, but." <laughs> It's a good thing and we don't have lots of crime because of it. And it's like, well, no, you do have heaps of crime. It's just... Yeah, focused. Very, it's just very focused. You've got heaps of crime. You've got a lot of crime.
1: I think I'd be annoyed if I was an emergency doctor or something because even though I had a nice relaxing 12-hour break, surely the number of dying people... So not everyone's dead. Surely the huge mm. number of dying people who'd be just crawling to the hospital... Um you know, it would be there just waiting at the front door of the hospital.
0: Completely. It's like it's like all of the doctors who during COVID are like, can you please do something about this because we can't cope? Can you mm. imagine how pissed off? So you've just lived through COVID and now you have to do the purge. It's like, oh, oh for fuck's
1: sake. Imagine the purge during lockdown. It'd be a very like, remote remote purge. So everyone's having like verbal assaults of like, I will kill you. Everybody's doing heaps of cyberbullying. <laughs> heaps of
0: cyberbullying. <laughs>
1: No one's gonna stop me No one's coming to help you From my cyberbullying He's wearing a scary
0: mask (laughs) mask. (laughs)
1: You're
0: you're ugly (laughs) How can you live with yourself You're such an (sighs) (laughs) ugly. The Purge (laughs) Oh, oh. Okay, alright, okay
1: There'd be a lot of drug dealing, I imagine, during the purge as well you, Like, all your illegal transactions would take place Oh,
0: completely mm. There'd also be a lot of, like, leaders who had bad dealings Just completely rewriting them Like, every politician would have a spotless record Because during the purge, you would just rewrite everything And be like, no, oh, that's not in my name No, that I didn't do that No, that yeah. doesn't exist
1: Sorry yeah. <laughs> Fuck the cyberbullying I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> do <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I but but it I also think, like,
0: as a lawyer, you'd have so much cool stuff to do. But I love this, like, just wait for the purge. It's like, what should I do? Just, just trust yeah, me. Yeah, the pur- purge
1: is coming. Just wait you for the purge. It.
0: And when the purge is on, I can give you all this advice that I can't give you <laughs> not during the purge.
1: I love that, like, the freedom march. They'd be like, oh, the purge is coming up, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay.
0: Okay. 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 So, yeah. so obviously, that's the
1: funniest thing you've said in your life. I think. <laughs> a, sorry, I'm just submitting it as the funniest thing I've heard you say on record. Oh,
0: please remember this for my funeral if I die first. Yes. Thank
1: you. Uh, I think I'll die first is how I've imagined it because I, I don't know what I'd do. Because I feel like I'm very comfortable saying you're my best friend, but I feel like you've actually got three or four in the mix. <laughs> so I think it's sort of awkward from your perspective. <laughs> So I'm so I'm really comfortable at my end of being like, hey, I get that I'm like I'm in the like I'm in the crew. That's fine. Oh, oh.
0: Okay. All right. Okay. We got to get through this. All right. All right. So so, so so remember, James, the dad, Ethan Hawke's character, he has come downstairs to find Charlie, his son, has disabled the security system to let this man in. So James is like, we don't know who this guy is. He's calling for help, but we don't know like that because it's the purge he's holding him at gunpoint at this point Henry the older boyfriend comes down and he's like I want to talk to you James man to man and then no. pulls out a gun and pick like, your moments a... you fucking no, okay, no what? pulls out a gun and then tries to shoot the dad oh cause it's purge time yeah so he's uh... like I'm gonna kill your dad and then we can be together
1: yep yeah, yeah yeah okay I now understand
0: so James returns fire remember cause he's been holding this guy at gunpoint and mortally wounds Henry During the chaos, the stranger disappears into the house. Now, I've played hide-and-seek as an adult, and there aren't that many places an adult body can hide, even in a McMansion that this film is setting.
1: Particularly an adult body dripping blood, as I
0: recall.
1: (laughs) I presume there's a (laughs) trail.
0: With, like, a smell and heavy breath. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, okay. Through the surveillance cameras... The family sees a gang of masked, heavily armed people arriving at the front lawn. Now they've all got scary masks on, like the poster on the film. Mm. But they're all sort of like frat-rich teenagers who are like, "Come out, come out, wherever you are!" Like oh, it's sick, that yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. like spooky talk, and like, yeah. "We just want to kill him, or we'll kill all of you." It's the Purge star. Like it's, it, it's very much like I'm at the Great Gatsby. That's like that's, that's where I'm at. If The Great Gatsby was a slasher film, yes, yep. that is what that is what is happening right now. So it turns out that this man they were chasing was a homeless man, and they're basically like, this is where like the, the satire gets super heavy-handed because they're like, he's just a dirty homeless man. You'll okay. never miss him. Either you give us this meaningless person or we kill all of your meaningful rich people in the house. It seems like an easy trade to ask TikTok. <laughs> so that's that's the sort of ultimatum they give. When Mary asks about the security system to be like, hey, is our system safe? James admits that the system that he sells is not really incapable of withstanding a determined assault. It's just a peace of mind thing for rich people. So the family find and capture the stranger to give him to the gang only as they're basically tying this guy up. They sort of have this change of heart to be like, what the fuck are we doing? James is like, I'm doing this for the family. The rest of the family are like, I can't be a part of this. At first they help, and then they're like, we cannot help you do this. Like, we can't let you give this person to this gang. <clears throat> so they realise they wouldn't be any better if they did and choose to defend him and themselves. After the deadline passes, the gang breaks into the house. They bring all these trucks up. They tie them to the the, the security shutters, and they basically reverse the trucks, which pulls all the shutters off, which is a really cool scene because all all of a sudden, this house that was locked down, all of a sudden has these completely bare glass windows windows. and doors with light shining through. And straight away, it's like, oh, wow, I've never felt more vulnerable. Great scene. Nice so they break into the house and that's where they have all the spooky scenes of like girl in like the very like picnic and hanging rock sort of dress and a scary Mm. mask and two machetes like skipping through the house and like people just being, and like, you know, like, it makes no sense that all of these people are like sick. I'm going to like risk my life to just go and kill some people in a home invasion on the purge.
1: Well, uh, yeah, because everyone seems to have taken the approach that I can kill anyone, but they can't or won't kill me, (laughs) which I think is a strange approach.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's really...
1: Like... (laughs) If someone lighter and weaker than me, you know, I'm not a violent person but tries to hurt or kill my family, I'm like, well, I'll <laughs> probably do my best to kill you first. And i you know, if you're smaller and weaker than me, I'll probably like make a mess of you. It's a risky thing to do, especially if you're skipping.
0: Anyway, so James fights back and kills several of them before the leader appears and stabs him. Because the leader has to be super cunning, right? So the leader appears out of nowhere, stabs him. Charlie notices the neighbours leaving their home on the monitors before the neighbours enter and kill the remaining gang members. So, basically, evil gang comes in... Oh, the neighbours helped out. Yeah, so this is like like a good 40 minutes of the film that Wikipedia has condensed into two sentences. Okay. But basically, the the gang comes in, there's like a tense couple of cat and mouse moments of the family escaping and trying to get away from them, and (laughs) as James is stabbed by the leader, and the leader's about to basically kill the rest of the family the neighbors come in and save the family elsewhere mary is ambushed by two of the purgers after mary's restrained the female purger so the female purger with the the two machetes straddles mary and starts to tickle mary's ribs embarrassing her as she begs her to stop after tickling her some more she's about to impale mary with her machete but the neighbors save her as well the leader attempts to kill the family but is killed by zoe ah so zoe comes along while james dies from his injuries
1: Yes. Uh, look, I've lost, I've lost grip on all the names, but I feel like the gang, the gang members have fallen away and sort of the family and the neighbours are left more or less intact.
0: Yep, yep, yep. So at this point, Mary starts to thank the neighbours for saving them, but the leader of the neighbours, Grace Farron, yep. reveals her group's hatred for the Sandons due to their wealth being acquired at the neighbours' expense by selling them all security systems.
1: But they thought they were good security systems.
0: The neighbours are like, but you built a new wing on your house based on selling us all these security systems.
1: My clients don't hate me. They're not like, Peach. <laughs> like, I, I helped them out. Like, Ethan Hawke would be like, fucking like, like you like them. Like, I, 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 uh.
0: Now they capture the Sandons and prepare to kill them, but the stranger returns, kills one of the neighbours, and holds Grace hostage to force them to free the Sandons. Mary stops him from killing the remaining neighbours, deciding that they will all peacefully wait out the remainder of the Purge. Which is great, right? Because then they're sitting around a table. The next morning, Grace attempts to seize control, but Mary wounds her in retaliation. As sirens sound to signal the end of the Purge, she forces the neighbours to leave and thanks the stranger for his help. He bids the Sanders luck before leaving as well. It ends with television news reporting that this year's Purge was the most successful to date, other stations report that the stock market is booming due to the massive sales of weapons and security systems. A man's voice speaks of the loss of his patriotism after the death of his son the night before.
1: How do you determine the time of death of someone who died either minutes before or minutes after the end of the purge? That's a really good or, point. Or, or, or indeed when, it, when a crime mm. was committed?
0: Mm. Uh, the, I, I wonder though, but because you you would have to work this out, uh, you know. will someone with legal training like yourself would have to work this out. I wonder if there would also be a purge grace period to say if we cannot determine that the death happened any later than five hours after the purge, we will reasonable consider. Doubt. Yeah, Shag,
1: you were like you were made for it. Reasonable doubt. No, you know you can't tell me it was after you know whatever five fifty five a.m. or whatever the purge ends. So, back off and go home. Look, I feel like The Purge is a diverting film with fundamental flaws, but I don't like I think what I'm learning about horror is that you can still make an engaging Mm. film despite fundamental flaws. And so I think maybe it's actually me being po faced and being like, that'd never happen, is actually not a particularly helpful approach because, you know, of course it would never happen and that's not necessarily... Like, the filmmakers, they're not trying to make a documentary. So maybe I think I need to be a bit more open-hearted and open-minded when I encounter a, uh, a, a plot like this. We... Online bullying rules. <laughs> uh, this was recorded at FBI Studios. Please like, subscribe and follow wherever you can and as much as you can. And Resh
0: What's up?